Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 28 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to be reading verses 21 and 22. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And that uh, closes the chapter. Now, um, it, in this verse, we see in verse 21 of Genesis 6 that the Lord is making reference to the food in the beginning of the verse. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. And the word food, the English word, is um, actually, it's it's found twice in the verse, but it's two different Hebrew words. And uh, this just goes to uh, show us that uh, it's very important for us to look at the original Hebrew or Greek uh, because we would never know that in in our English Bible, in our King James Bible, there's no distinction made between the words, but they are two different words. The first reference to food is 3978 in the Hebrew Concordance. It's the word found in Genesis chapter 2 and in verse 9. And it says there, And out of the ground made Jehovah God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. So uh, here God speaks of every tree that is in the garden. He caused to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And, and that's the same word that is in Genesis 6, 21, where the Lord is commanding Noah... And we see from verse 22, Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. That God has been giving the man Noah a series of commands. Here he told him, uh, Here is my plans, I'm going to destroy the earth, and here is what you are to do concerning the ark of gopher wood, in the rooms you're to make in the ark and how you're to pitch it within and without and, and the fashion of it, the, the, uh, length and breadth and height of it, the window that you'll make to it and, and so forth, the number of stories that are to be in it. And, and then God also commanded him, uh, the people that would come in. Noah, his wife, his sons and their wives, the animals that he was to bring in. And now in verse 21, 
the Lord is also commanding him the food that is to be eaten and gathered and and it will be for food for them, the Noah's family, and for the animals. And these are all God's instructions and commandments. Noah had no option. He, he wasn't given a choice by God that, um, you know, here's an ark you can build if you, if you want to, or here's an ark I would like for you to build if it pleases you. Now, God doesn't speak that way to uh, his servants, to people that are created in his image and were created to serve God. God is king. God is almighty. And the king commands his servants the things that he desires for them to do. And uh, likewise today, uh, you know, when when God has given commandments to send forth his word into the world and uh, prior to Judgment Day, and to blow the trumpet to warn the people, and and so forth, and God's servants were obedient to that. And now, after Judgment Day has come, and we are in um, the midst of it, God continued to give commands to feed my sheep, to feed my sheep. And the Lord's people are not subject to um obey or disobey we we don't have a choice in that regard we can disobey but we're not permitted to disobey if we disobey it's sin it is rebellion against god well here god gave instructions concerning the food and again this word uh 3978 is the same word that's in proverbs chapter 6 And verse 6, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. And, And so the ant gathers her food. And God told Noah, You are to be like an ant. You're to be wise. And you are to gather food. You, you're to have provisions placed on board the ship. And so Noah had to do this before the rains came, before the flood occurred. He could not do it afterwards. Remember God shut him in, shut the door of the ark and 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 the torrential um, downpour began. You you can't go out gather food once the rain starts. And, and so it was necessary for him to prepare food of all sort. And and since they didn't have refrigeration at that time like we have today, he would have to dry some foods and dry some meats and dry some fruits and and vegetables and 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 um and, and also he couldn't do it 120 years before but he he had to do it somewhere within the time frame of the flood he could begin 
preparation for the foods um, a couple of years, perhaps before, and and then just stockpile all the necessary foods that would feed them over a prolonged period of time. You know, God's plan in destroying the first world was was not a judgment of a day. Uh, he, he caused the terrain 40 days and 40 nights. That's over a month. It's almost a month and a half of, of rain. Just a rain that never was seen before and hasn't been seen since. It, it, it just kept raining and raining and raining and, and the Lord opened up waters from below and, and waters from above. It, it was just an incredible amount of water and, uh, it, it was 150 days, five months before the waters began to recede. For five months they were increasing and then they stayed at some level, but then uh, not until five months passed did they begin to decrease and recede. And, and so that alone, you, you would need food for five months, but not only that, because the abating of the water, the going down of the water, also took several months. And it wasn't until after a full year that finally the earth was dry and, and they came out of the ark. But even then, well, you're not going to find uh, food right away. Uh, you, it, it'll take some time for plant life to be restored and, and food to grow. So there needed to be provision made on the ark for, um, quite a long time, at, at least a year and more than a year's worth of food that would be able to feed the eight souls, the eight people and a large number of animals. Of course, the the animals are still a remnant of the whole. It, it's only a few of the animals that were delivered, but in total, it's still a large number of animals that were spared by God, that were um, delivered by Him from the flood water, and and also, by the way, the feeding of the animals, and we talked last time concerning how the animals are figures of those that God saved. Uh, they're figures of God's elect. He, he typifies his people as sheep or donkeys and so forth. And the feeding of them could only be done by the people, by the eight people. And the animals didn't feed themselves. They had no ability to feed themselves. But there were eight souls on board the ark that fed the animals. They fed the sheep. There, there were sheep and, and Noah or his sons or their wives at some point came over and fed the sheep on board the ark and kept them fed as well as all the other animals. They, they fed the tigers and the lions and the bears. But it was certain ones that were kept alive that were utilized by God 
to feed others that were kept alive. Of course, man feeding the animal. But both man and animal represents elect. And, and so there also we see during the voyage, during the time of deliverance from the wrath of God all around them, when everyone else was destroyed, and all of this, of course, relates to May 21, 2011, 7,000 years from the flood, the time God shut the door, and since that time, we presently, the people of God have been living on the earth, we are alive and remain, going through the judgment, going through the period of God's outpouring of his wrath. And during this time, well, uh, what is God's command for us? He, he tells us in John 21, after a great catch of fish, in verse 11, Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all, there were so many, yet was not the net broken. The great catch of fish typifies the great multitude brought in out of the great tribulation period. And the book, the Gospel of John, does not end there. But Jesus um, has a mysterious dinner with his disciples. And not with the fish. No, not with the fish. They're... They're set aside somewhere, but with the disciples. And he says to them in verse 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And and, and the sheep, of course, are a reference to the elect, typified by the great catch of fish, that great multitude that's out there. And Christ has a relationship with his disciples that is different than the relationship with the great catch of fish. That, that is, Jesus dealt personally with these men and taught them in order that they could later teach others, feed the sheep. And, you know, likewise, when we look at the overall picture today, we know God has saved the great multitude that are all over the world but primarily in India, China, Muslim countries, in Africa, in places that do not have resources, um, means, 
uh, to enjoy, or or maybe the political climate to enjoy the word of God, the gospel, to the degree that others in the West, in America, or Canada, or South America, in, in other areas of the world, have enjoyed, and therefore because, um, say, believers in America have had that freedom, they've, they've had the financial resources and other resources, they have been more closely identified with the true gospel and the sending forth of that gospel than those that were the recipients, that were the hearers of it in these far lands that God saved. And these people may not have Bibles or or much of anything except salvation, which of course is everything, but as far as their ability to for them to feed sheep, it's almost non-existent. Because they're, they're in a place that will not allow it. They can't even go out on the street or they, they have to be very careful who they talk to and what they say. Or it's just their lack of understanding and knowledge themselves. God saved them, but they, they have no Bibles. They, they have not much follow up, if any. And, you know, um, understanding of the truths of the Bible, it doesn't just come to us once we're saved. We have to be taught. We, we have to grow in grace and the knowledge of God. And, and so God typifies that multitude out there as fish that are caught or as sheep or as animals on the ark. Animals that must be cared for. They, they have to be fed. And there are certain ones that God commissions, that God gives the task to feed them. Feed my sheep. Noah, his sons, Noah's wife, their wives were occupied with a task all the while once that door shut on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's 600th year, they were not to be idle. Can you imagine if they were idle? If they thought, well, now all of our work is done. We built the ark. We got everybody on board. We have all the animals on board, just as God commanded. And now we're going to... Relax. We're going to sit back, kick up our feet, and enjoy the ride. Well, it wouldn't be long, and and you have a hungry lion, and and you have a hungry uh, elephant, and and you have a hungry giraffe, and and monkeys, and and so forth. All these animals had to be cared for. They had to be fed. They had to have nourishment. It was required that the food that God commanded Noah. And let me read that verse again. In Genesis six twenty one, And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee. Yeah, we, we always 
um, of course, understood that Noah had to eat, that his family had to eat, but it will be for thee and for them. So too did the animals have to eat, which became Noah's occupation. And, and all of the people that were in the ark, they were probably busy from morning to night. They had to go about and you, you, you feed this group of animals and that group of animals and the next group of animals. And they would have had other needs too, but, but you have to feed them and feed them and feed them and, and, and then you get through all the various species and animals that are on board and they have different diets and, and you have to take care for each one. You, you can't just throw it to them, but you have to serve them in a, in a certain way and, 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 you know, things had to be done decently and in good order. And then by the time you're done, you may have to go feed them again or because they needed food. They needed nourishment from that 17th day of the second month to the 18th day and the 19th day and the 20th day to the third month, the fourth month, the fifth month, all the way through the prolonged period of the flood, the decreasing of the waters until Noah and his family got out of the ark and the animals came out, they were busy. They were busy feeding the animals, taking care of the animals. They were busy with the same task. Isn't that interesting? That it's basically the identical task um, concerning Noah and his family that Christ gave the disciples in John 21. And the timelines for both converge. Because, again, there was night and they didn't catch anything, pointing to the first part of the Great Tribulation, wherein virtually no one was saved. Then Jesus gave them direction where to cast their net, and, and and they did, and they had a great catch of fish wherein the net did not break because it, it was not the net that had broken in an earlier fishing expedition that, uh, that identified with the church age, but this net identified with the latter rain, and, and the great catch of fish typified the great multitude that came out of great tribulation. And, and therefore, when the disciples brought that net full of 153 fish, great fishes, to land, and their fishing expedition had come to a successful close, that represented the end of the great tribulation period. Now, here's where that ties in and fits with Noah's flood. Because the Great Tribulation period began on May 21, 1988 and continued for 23 years until May 21, 2011. And May 21, 2011 had the underlying Hebrew calendar date of what? Let's test your memory. 
What was the underlying Hebrew calendar date for May 21, 2011? It was the 17th day of the second month. The very day, the very day, if we go to Genesis 7, it, it says in verse 11, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. The day the flood began, the day the door to the ark shut, the day that that identifies with the end of the great tribulation and and the completion of the fishing expedition that brought in the great multitude and and what does Jesus tell the disciples as he dines with them and and shows himself to them the third time indicating it is his purpose and it it is his purpose and so he says it to Peter three times lovest thou me yea lord thou knowest i love thee feed my sheep there's there's it's even set up in three stanzas. The question, lovest thou me? The response, yea, Lord. Three questions, three responses. Then three concluding remarks. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Three, three, three. It's a series of threes to stress in a, in a powerful way the purpose of God after the tribulation once the door is shut. Once the door of the ark was shut, Noah, it, it, he had no, no other choice. He had to feed the animals. The people with Noah, his family, they had no other work to do. They didn't have to gather the animals anymore. There was no people to be gathered to be brought onto the ark. Their sole responsibility... Their only task was feed them. Feed them. You see how it parallels? You see how it comes together? God is making it crystal clear that once Judgment Day comes, there will be a prolonged period of time. That's what we're seeing here already in Genesis with the account of the flood. There will be a prolonged judgment for the wicked of the world. They will perish. And for those that are kept alive and remain and go through that judgment for a prolonged period of time, they will be busy. They will be occupied. They will actively be involved with feeding God's elect. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.